You're listening to a CanadianMovieCrew.com production. How the Grinch Stole Christmas is the story of How the Grinch Stole Christmas. <laughs> what do you want from me? The plot is in the title. Yeah. <laughs> or is it? Bundled up against the cold Lines wherever gifts are sold Each shop window Plays a Christmas scene for everybody young and old. Icicles on each troughs and tinsel on the tree, but it's a green Christmas for me. Welcome back to the Or Is It Movie podcast where we try to find the real story behind the story. I'm Derek. And I'm Mean Mark. And today it's Christmas 2020. Uh, we're taking a look back at the 20 year, uh, 20 year ago sort of movie in the year 2000. How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Um, welcome back, Jim Carrey from Batman Forever and number 23. Yep. You can also welcome back Clint Howard from Rock and Roll High School. And everything Ron Howard's directed. And uh, Yeah. <laughs> Shockingly, we can welcome to the show Molly Shannon. Yeah. And cr- are we welcoming Christine Baranski? Yes. Yeah. And Jeffrey Tabor and Taylor Momsen and Bill Irwin and Anthony Hopkins. What? Or, I mean, we've Anthony Hopkins has been part of film studies, but. Yes. Never or is it? Yeah. Never or is it? How has Jeffrey Tambor not made it here till now? Thank you. <laughs> I don't, he does a lot of, he, the, the guy works a lot, you know. Yeah. Like, I've not <laughs> done one of his movies before now. So I'm like, okay, well, that's, I was shocked when I was going through it. I'm just, I, I have to stop because we're just going to keep going. Uh, you know uh, what? You know what? I got to tell you, if I could be an actor, I wish I could have. The Jeffrey Tambor level of fame is pretty much where I would want. Yeah. Like, like that po- guy. Po- yeah. Popular yeah. enough that you're, you're recognized, you're working a lot. But no one's going through your trash. Like, no, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, paparazzi's <laughs> leaving. You know what I mean? Like, not, I don't need that. He, you know. Like, on a slow news day, oh, Jeffrey Tambor was spotted at the thing. And uh, yeah. really took <laughs> one picture, and it was kind of blurry. But fuck it, who cares? It's Jeffrey Tambor. He was at the Piggly Wiggly. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, the stars are just like us here. He's holding a grapefruit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder what he looks for when he squeezes it. You know? <laughs> that's, the one, that's the one where you have to, like, you have to name the movie that he's in, or else the readers won't know. They'll be like, well, what or, the hell movie is he in? And I'm not going to IMDb to look it up, so. In some cases, you have to list, like, the more obscure the celebrity, the, like, you might have to put, like, three or four. Yeah. Like, you might know him from this or this or this. Or this. Or this. Or that because you might not have seen that or that or the other thing, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Or you take a picture specifically of him looking like one of his characters from his movie so you can put them side by side. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's that guy. Yeah. This, you know what? Actually, this would be one of those. Yeah. It would have him in, in all the who makeup and. Yeah. Except, yeah, I mean, it doesn't work for everybody because then you're like, Sam Jackson, everything. Like, that's just... <laughs> Speaking of the hoops. Yes. <laughs> this is the story. This is the How the Grinch Stole Christmas. If you don't know this story... Read the novelization. <laughs> Read the novelization. <laughs> um, it is this Grinch who stole Christmas stretched out to two hours, by the way. Two? What? How? I it think. I, be- I better should... double check that before I... Oh yeah, I, I had it on. Um, I found it on Amazon. Actually, is where okay. I saw it. Yeah. It's on Netflix. Uh, no, it's not it's on Netflix. Oh, not, not on Canadian Netflix. Anyway, so it's on the American one. 
Ah, okay. So our our Canadian listeners with a VPN server will have found it already. Right, yeah. <laughs> Hour forty four. Yeah, that's that's pretty much two hours. You could have done it just a feels like two hours. It does. You could have done a hot ninety minutes and out. You know what I mean? Ninety one minutes. Tops. Oh yeah, there's a lot of things in this movie that we can cut out. All of it, the who's. Because I'll be honest, I went to the theater to watch this uh, in 2000 when it came I believe out. I did too, yeah. And I was one of those people who were like, nah, yeah, I, I grew up with the I grew up with the cartoon. This is this is too much, blah, blah, blah. But I, I didn't like it. Watching it now, I love Jim Carrey in this movie. Yes. I love the Grinch. I love everything to do with the Grinch. I fucking hate the Who's. Yeah, we'll get into that. That's my entire thing. So, right. And so (laughs) now just, just to clarify, um, you know, we're not picking on the original tale by Dr. Seuss. It's a beloved tale. That's not the point. It's all the extra stuff that they added to make, to pad this out is what I started really noticing. And yes. And the who's and everything like that. I, uh, yeah. Uh, The things they did to more or less turn the Grinch into a hero instead of a repentant villain We'll we'll get there. We'll get. There. I think they missed the entire mark of what this story is supposed to be. I, I think so too. By adding all this stuff, they really expanded it into something well, that I don't think it was intended to be. But just the way the story is told, I think they I think they commit. And we'll get to it, I guess, at the end. But um, first thing, you know, it's the big Christmas scene at the beginning. Everyone, all the who's are shopping, um, and the shopping shopkeeper offers for the next five minutes ninety nine percent off. Wow. He said, obviously the who economy isn't suffering. No, no, no. He hit the black, like probably a month ago. You know what I mean? And <laughs> yeah. like everything else is just profit. pocket money at this point. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And okay. Why do they need a post office? Good question. And why it's one town, a small one at that. And it's a small town. The Grinch literally crisscrosses it six times in the 10 minutes in the opening, the first time he comes down. Oh, and by the way, the mailman, you never see him at work. No, you do. I never saw him delivering any, any, oh no, oh, sorry, I saw him at work, but I never saw him out delivering anything. No, he wasn't delivering anything. So maybe everyone just comes to the thing to pick up their mail. I don't know, but. Which, which is even more maddening. Yeah. You have a post office that's not delivering the post. Because your who package. taxes are paying for that. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a, it, exactly. It's a package exchange. That's all it is. Pretty much. I want to let, I want to send a letter to my next door neighbor. Better go downtown. You know what I mean? <laughs> Drop yeah. it. And then they can put it in their box and the other person's box for us to now go downtown. And then and they have to drive up. downtown to pick it up. Exactly. Pick yeah. It up. Yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous. <laughs> oh yeah. man. I hate the who's. Oh, I hate the who's. So the, uh, when our story begins, they tie, we get now Sir Anthony Hopkins as the, uh, as the narrator. I, I like that. Loved it. And he's only reading what's from the actual book. No. All of his lines. Yeah. All the, all of his lines are from the actual book. I thought there was more. Was there more? Well, the, yeah, there's not, there isn't an hour 45 worth of material for him to. Yeah, but he's not constantly talking throughout. No, the no, no, he's not. But I think in this, the some of these added scenes, or does he just jump in in the scenes that weren't added? 
he just jumps in part of the story. He, I didn't really he, notice. He only narrates the parts that actually follow the book. That's okay. why they have the old biddies, as they call them. Yeah. Tell the backstory of the Grinch. Oh yes, because it's not because part of the book. It's yeah. not a part of the book, right? They're so, pumped yeah. themselves. That fair enough. Yeah. Oh yeah. And and I was like, why does that one who lady look familiar? It's Frau Farbissina, Mindy Sterling from Austin Powers. Oh really? Yeah. Which one? The German lady. No, I I know I know her. Which who? Oh, uh, the brown haired one. The one of the the two biddies. Oh, okay. So we're talking about those two ladies. One of them yeah, okay. is, is yeah, Frau Farbesna. Okay. Yeah. Well, I was like, well, I, I thought first I thought was that Rhea Perlman, and I was like, <laughs> no, because Danny DeVito would be in this movie if that was the case. That's that's true. That's true. Um, so we have Sir Anthony Hopkins open up our story, and they talk about how all of this is taking place inside a snowflake. So. Where's Ant-Man in the quantum realm here? But anyway, the uh, no, but I, I, after seeing this, I wonder how many kids were scared to go outside in the snow lest they stomp on the, the snowflake that has this entire town and commit like a mass murder. Like yeah. dad going out to shovel the driveway. No, daddy, no, you kill the hoose. <laughs> and are is it just that one snowflake or are there who towns... Is there like a multiverse of oh who's in every snow? Yeah. Are there who towns in every single snowflake that I have? Is there a multi hooniverse? Is like a multi hooniverse? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is is there is there a town where t- a version where Jeffrey Tambor's up on the mountain and Jim Carrey's in uh, you know the mayoral <laughs> office? Yeah, married to Christine Baranski and you know and got little little half furry kids. You know, I was like, oh my god. And uh, I I did. Um, we see uh, towards the beginning there. We see a bunch of teenagers frolicking up the mountain. I yes. did think I did think about you, horror specialist uh, Derek McFarland. As I thought, this could only go one of two things: either sex, or they're all going to get murdered. If this was any <laughs> other movie, like it's because that's the teenagers frolicking doesn't end well in 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 horror movies. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I'm sorry, but that was the Who faces. That's nightmare fuel. It is, and like, okay. That's... It, it is, it is, and I was going to bring this up later on, but since we're talking about it, notice not everyone has to do that. The only person that doesn't is the little girl. No, take a look again at, at Christine Baranski. I she's thought she not, did have it. She's not wearing the prosthetics, and and to further the point, she's the most beautiful woman in the town, right? They've They've got her... Okay. Kind of set up as the as the town beauty, or at least the most desirable. The one. most desirable. She was the prettiest girl in school, and uh, even as an adult, she you know she wears the fancy dresses and always has her hair done. And she's you know yeah the one of the most desirable single woman, single woman we'll say that way in in Whoville, and she's not wearing that prosthetic with the freckles and the whole thing. It's just Christine Bransky. <laughs> Now I'm going through it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, her as a kid, she didn't have it, right? But I think all the other kids did. Oh, she doesn't. Yeah. Well, she kind of does. All they did was they kind of, I think, accentuated like a nose, a point to your nose. Yeah. But she doesn't have that that squirrel chipmunk hybrid face that the others have. 
You know, I mean, they look like a, some sort of rodent, like a gerbil or something, like in around, right around the just the nose area. You know what I mean? Like that look that you're talking about. She doesn't have that. Like she does have the big upper lip, but I don't know if that's just it's, her Botox. You know I, what I mean? I, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's my point. It's I don't believe that. Yeah, she didn't wear the same prosthetics like like that Jeffrey Tambor has to wear, and Clint Howard's got to wear. Molly Shannon's got to wear it. I'm looking at her normal pictures here, so she doesn't have the big lips. So maybe they did do it up a little bit. But it's not the same. It is not but the same. But it's not the same. No, you're no, right. I've never not. noticed yeah. that. I, I did going through because, like you said, Chris, uh, uh, sorry, um, Nightmare Fuel. No, you know what it is? She's got the teeth. Does she have the she has the big she has the big buck teeth in the front like everybody has Cindy Lou ha and that's all Cindy Lou has as well and the, Cindy the, Lou only has the buck the teeth little, too. yeah which I get it for the little girl which you don't does put then push out the top lip but it's not but but those two characters do not have the same I mean and there are extras that are like third and fourth row in some of these scenes that have that prosthetic on yeah but but two of the main characters of this story don't mm -hmm. have it. And the kids in, in the flashback don't have it either, but they do have the big teeth. I think I think they talk about now. Now that one, I think they explain away because I think Dread Free Tambor has a line about you haven't grown into your nose yet or something like that. Yeah. So that's fine. They 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 kind of explain that away that that you you get that as an adult as an adult, but then Baranski. So, or you know what I mean? Or what, what's what's her Martha Lou? Is that her name or Martha? Martha, Martha Mar Mayhew. Martha Mayhew. Yeah. Huvier. Huvier, huh? Yeah, I got the IMDBO going here. Martha May Huvier. Oh, okay. Yeah. Can we, okay. And I want to talk about this right off the bat because this is a movie trope that annoys the fuck out of me. And it happens so many times where the main character's family, their last name is Who, mm -hmm. which is also the name of their species. And the town. And the, well, it's Whoville. But, right. So, but that's the thing is like everybody else has like, um, it's there's Hoodooberry. I'm seeing Huvier, Mayhoo. So they has who, but there's a version of uh, Hillian. Um, oh, who they have Houlihan. Yeah. Officer Houlihan. Who, who, which, okay. That I like. Cause it's Hubris, kind of, uh, you know, say Houlihan would be like an old beat cop name in the. Yeah. He's the Irish beat cop that shows yeah. up at the end. So, but that's like saying like, okay, my name is Derek human. Yeah. I'm, you know, and you see this in so many movies, especially kids movies, but. Well, yeah. And that's, that's the, the naming convention with, I guess, rhyming and all that kind of stuff. Cause he's, he's working in rhyme. I don't, I don't know, but it, you're, it is weird to have the, 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 it, it, the other, actually the other place you see it a little bit is science fiction. Yeah. To a, to a small degree where they either they don't have family names and they just stand out alone or, you know, they're just known by their species name or, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. Um, it's just so weird. I wish people would stop doing that because I don't know. It just bothers me. It's just. Yeah. It, if, okay. It, it would, I, I would be, I would be fine with it if, if they were just doing the, the, the last name thing, because now they're making all the puns like in the, the, yeah, that would be fine. And then just give them a different species name, 
Yeah. And I and I get it because none of the other who's in the original story are actually named other than Cindy Lou Who. Because she's the only who that actually speaks in the book. Well, and this is what we, we get to, right? What you were saying, how there's departure from the original. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Dr. Seuss meant for this to happen, like them to start getting names right. and careers and yeah. Money and economy. Politics. Politics. Which I have this I have a Whoville is a theocracy run by a dictator mayor. Yeah. Because you have the book of who. Sorry, eye roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't see the <laughs> yeah. eye roll, but it's pretty severe. <laughs> but it's you know, and it's it, like really like Yeah, this is they just take all this stuff to pad out the, yeah. Like it this this wasn't meant to be a movie, I'm sorry. It was just it's oh. just a short story for kids. I the the cartoon now it's been a long time since I've seen it, but refresh my memory. If I'm not mistaken, all they really did was add some musical numbers to pad out the cartoon. Yes. Right? To make it and 22 minutes. It, to make it, yeah, just a full half hour that you could show on TV with commercials. And and yeah. it was fun. And it, But it stuck to the book like glue. Yeah. Just those you, little extra things. But, but in this movie, they make a, um, have that Where Are You Christmas song, which became a top 40 hit sung by, apparently written by Mariah Carey and sung by Faith Hill. Oh, which, really? If it's written by Mariah Carey. Why get Mariah Carey to fucking sing it? I don't know, but yeah, really. I've I've heard of of stuff like that. I heard Prince used to write songs and never and not perform. He'd write for other bands yeah. and stuff. But that, I mean, this is for a fucking movie. Like yeah, like what 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 were you so busy? What what were you just busy enough with Mariah? If yeah. you're out there, if you're out there listening, which I know you are. Um, <laughs> Yeah. That you had you enough. Already have one of the highest selling Christmas songs of all time. Yeah. Yeah. This was the biggest song in the Christmas of twenty uh, of two thousand. I don't think I've heard it since. But <laughs> just enough time to write the song. Will you perform it? Now I'm too busy. Like what yeah. else do you got going on? Like a USO tour? What's going on there? Like <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. That's funny. Oh yeah! Holy shit! If you want to, if you want a long lineup, ch- check out the makeup artists in the IMDb. Oh yeah, because uh, yeah. Well, like I said, everyone except for Christine Branscan has to wear that prosthetic. That is, yeah. an, that's an adult. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, uh, I got. I was trying to eat breakfast when he ate an onion like an apple. That grossed me out. <laughs> For those who don't know, I notoriously hate onions. <laughs> and that's the thing is I, as I totally love Jim Carrey in this movie now. As an adult, I can totally love watching Jim Carrey. I mean, maybe back then I was sick and tired of his Jim Carrey-isms. But looking well, back now, not having watched a lot of Jim Carrey movies lately, yeah, I really enjoyed this. Well, and, you know and, I mean? and this came on the heels of basically Jim Carrey's prime years, right? Everything yeah. from, uh, Ace Ventura. Uh, I mean, we're talking, you know, dumb and dumber, Batman forever. Mask, you know. Yeah. Yeah. The second, uh, Ace Ventura cable guy, liar, liar, Truman show, man on the moon, me, myself, Irene, and, uh, came out the same year as how the Grinch stole Christmas. Yeah. And he was still on in living color. He's credited as being there till 2001. So, really? Yeah, apparently, yeah. According to IMDb, it was 90, 1990 to two thousand one. So, 
Maybe in reruns, but I don't think in Living well, no, Color they, ran that long. They don't. They don't credit reruns, but the IMDb says oh, he know. But yeah. Now, granted, those latter years, he could have just been like a guest appearance here and there. Maybe. You know. I don't, I don't remember, remember late uh, '90s in Living Color, but I don't. I don't. Well, it started in nine. Yeah, I don't remember like early 2000s. Like, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> okay. I. Uh, yeah, I don't remember, you know, New Year's Eve 1999, you know, waiting to see if all the airplanes would fall out of the sky and then watch an episode of In Living Color. You know what I mean? Before yeah. bed, you know, like. I don't remember the Fire Marshal Bill getting prepped for Y2K. Y2K, episode, yeah. You know what I mean? But apparently. The Pentagon guy. So you're right, though. You're right. It, it, it was kind of neat to go to basically take a look back now 20 years later to. What I imagine is part of the reason why this is an hour and 45 was Ron Howard. They do a meta scene where the Grinch is directing the dog. He puts on the Ron Howard hat. Ron Howard hat, yeah. And directs it and directs the dog. How I imagine Ron Howard was talking, just you have fun with it. And this, and so, because you can tell a lot of it is just like, I didn't, I I made, I made um, eggs and toast for breakfast. I didn't need to make any ham. I knew I was getting a ton of it with Jim Carrey. (laughs) (laughs) I was full. (laughs) Oh, yeah. But it works. It works in this movie because, well, to a point. But I love love when he's in the back back office of the post office handing out the jury, jury duty, jury duty, bill, bill, (laughs) you know, whatever. Eviction notice, yeah. Yeah, eviction notice, eviction notice, jury duty, jury duty, you know, chain letter. (laughs) Okay, like 2000 is about the last time you can make a chain letter joke. (laughs) So. Yeah, yeah. But then you intersperse it with the scene where Molly Shannon's up on top of the roof trying to beat out Christine Baranski next door and Christine Baranski is in tights and a Santa Miss Santa outfit and she's holding a gun next to her crotch and it's obviously in reverse right so she's stringing up the lights but it's obviously in reverse and they're pulling it off type thing you know what I mean oh yeah that that was certainly a this one's for the dads in the audience yeah, I mean, like, like, like her boobs are shaking with this gat, this light, yeah. Gatling gun that she's got going on, and yeah, she's like spread eagle, practically standing yeah. there in the short skirt and everything. It's like I, I was like, I'm like, do we need that in our kids' movie? Like, hey, don't get me wrong, I'm I'm the last one to complain, but if I took a kid to see that, I'd be like, okay, Junior, let's cover the eyes for a second. Yeah. There's another scene coming up later on that I want to point out. Probably that same is one a, I have. That is along this line, and I couldn't believe I didn't. I did not see it the first time around. I was probably too busy laughing in the theater to at, at, at another Carryism, but you know, I was a big fan of his back then. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, we don't need that. And then, uh, interesting pneumatic tube system for their garbage, though. Eh? They, do you notice that it goes from the town up the hill, and they up actually the hill. that's that's where they dispose. It's yeah. Like, you you wonder why the Grinch hates you. You send him all this. Yeah. You keep sending all your garbage to him. To his house. Like. You put it in his front yard. I mean, you, no one wants that. And like, that, <laughs> there's even a point where they go through his whole backstory and blah, blah, blah. So they explain why the Grinch hates the Who's. 
Yeah. And then Anthony Hopkins comes in reading the book going, no one really knows why the Grinch hated the Who's. And I'm like, you just fucking said he did why he does. He yeah. showed the whole story. Like it was, it, yeah, it was better as a mystery. I think Yeah, for a kid's tale of short, a short kid's tale, might I add? Yeah. Like he wasn't, he's like, you know, he's like Tolkien can suck it. I'm going to write a poem. <laughs> basically yeah. a long poem that's going to get illustrated and I'm going to sell millions of books. Yeah. Suck it. Tolkien. And, and I'm going to have a bigger fucking fame than, than fucking Tolkien. Yeah. Until yeah. about 2001 when some jackass makes a bunch of movies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um they, yeah. So, uh, by the way, that's an odd system. You send your garbage up the hill. What happens when it piles up? It's coming back down. <laughs> it's like, yeah. they're going to have a garbage slide eventually. Yeah, especially with their consumer culture being such as it is. Yeah, and we and we see like a, we see a dump once, like in this movie, yeah. and he gets like nine or ten bags. Yeah, some of it hazardous waste. Yeah, hazardous waste, and they send it up the mountain. Yeah, that shit shit rolls downhill. That's just a thing, even in a snowflake. Yeah. I'm sure it happens. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's talk about this. This because this goes part and parcel with that. We see Cindy Lou who actually meets the Grinch uh, in the back of the in the back room of the uh, post, post office, office. Mm-hmm. and she falls into the sorting machine, which is in the middle of the floor with no safety barrier at all. Yeah, exactly. Everyone, ra- that- everyone rails on the Empire for not putting safety rails in the Death Star. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, isn't that a who safety violation? I think so. (laughs) (laughs) And it looks pretty dangerous too. Like she's about to be all consumed and crushed under uh, the weight of what, how I'm not sure. So, but the thing basically is there's a giant hole and it pushes all the presents down and then puts them on the conveyor belt to sort to where, how does it sort? It's a machine. You don't, it's not exactly, it's coming off one conveyor belt, going through the hole onto another single conveyor belt. Where's the sorting? Yeah. There's no employee back there. There's no barcoding. No. There's not even a, I mean, let's say, you know, kid's fairy tale type thing. There's no mystical elf that knows that this one's for Bob who, and this one's for Sally who, Yeah. whatever. Like, you know what I mean? There's not, does it just like return it to the front so people can get their shit? Like, I, I, guess, I guess so. Just, yeah. Just, what you know sorting what? is in the Whoville? The front of the post office is basically just the Christmas tree. You just come and find yeah. the one with your name on it and take it. Don't take any others. That one's for your sister. Put it down, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> and the, the, and of course, uh, we see the, well, the scene that you talked about with the, all the letters and eviction notices and jury duty and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, those boxes, those mailboxes can't hold parcels. So yeah, where do they go? Again, you're padding out the movie. So you're putting in these details, but it's, it's all just, yeah, it was some, it was just some weird plot contrivance to put her in some sort of danger. And then stylistically, it looks aesthetically like the drawings in the book. Yeah. 
that's all it, it, it I all will is. say the sets here are fantastic. This they, does look like a Dr. Seuss world. Absolutely. It looks like the illustrations straight up. Yeah. Like come to life. I, I, I will admit as, as creepy as that, that makeup is, it does yeah. point right back to the original books. Absolutely. Yeah. So the, the set design, fantastic. Yeah. Going all practical. Love it. You know what I mean? Like there wasn't any CGI or barely, if there was, it's barely there. Yeah. Um, you know, probably just wires that they had to take out for certain things. But, you know, other than that, it's, it's, yeah, it's fantastic. Well, I mean, it's 2000, so CGI isn't as effective as it is today. So, no. Yeah. And, you know, practical effects are still a thing back then. And Ron Howard is a great movie maker. So, yeah, absolutely. You expect this to be the case. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I did, there's one scene where, <laughs> The Grinch, uh, he's he's back at his his sweet pad. By the way, uh, like like he's got a he's got a cave so awesome that Batman would be like, "Damn, this is good," you know, like <laughs> Alfred, Alfred, I need one of these, you know, <laughs> like yeah, get the get the pickaxe. We're making the Batcave bigger. <laughs> this guy's got two floors. He's got yeah. two floors to his cave. That's awesome. <laughs> he's got a zip line to his couch. Yeah, that's that, that's not every guy's dream, eh? Right to the lazy boy. <laughs> um, but he's essentially nude, walks behind a privacy screen that he has where he lives alone. <laughs> yes. And then puts on a robe that barely covers anything. I was like, yeah, a very okay. sheer black, sheer it, looking. It, it, th- yeah, 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 exactly. Let's just say the Grinch is the last person I'd want to see in that. I can think of a few <laughs> others, you know. <laughs> and then, okay, we go to the origin story because Cindy Lou is now on the case. She wants to learn it, all, everything she can about the Grinch. Can we just stop here because I want to talk about Cindy Lou? Okay. And how sickingly cute she is. Oh my God! Yes. Like, like it's like ew. <laughs> you know what I mean? Do do yourself a favor. Don't, I've seen I, what she looks like now. Okay, okay. Now she. No, I'm not saying she's ugly by any no, stretch of the imagination. No, but uh, no, absolutely not. But yeah. But it's almost it's almost too cute. You know what I mean? Oh no, not for this. No, 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 no. no for me, it's like this is a cartoon. Too... She's she's a living cartoon. <laughs> but this, but the cartoon was she wasn't that cute in the in the cartoon. Well, none of the who's were the way they drew them. They were well, true, but. But like Cindy has like she's got the nice high voice, she's got the big eyes, she's got the big chubby cheeks. The cheeks, yeah, the 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 hair, she got the you know, the singing voice is very high pitched, almost whispery when she sings and very fairy folk like very she got, yeah. yeah, she got the big eyes that kind of blink, you know, like she Oh no, she's perfect for this. When I saw her the first oh, she's time, so sickingly like cute. I know, oh. I know, yeah. Just it's like, like quit pulling on my heartstrings, kid. Oh, like, <laughs> just yeah. But okay, yeah. So she if, goes on the. Hunt. I tell you what, if 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 I if if I was was told, you know, if I had to be told tomorrow that I had cancer, I want a little kid like that to just look me in the eye and just, I'd be like, okay, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. It's like it's that it's that or Morgan Freeman. They're the only two people that could tell me, and I'd be okay with it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> well, son, I'm afraid you're gonna die. Okay, thanks, Morgan. You know, like. <laughs> Yeah, this is where she sings her song about how she... And I'm like, okay. I know it's contrivance, and I know Cindy Lou is the only one that's from the original book, but the kid doesn't believe in the magic of Christmas. 
She's having a crisis of faith. At eight years old? Is she eight in this? Is that how she's supposed to be? Well, I know I know. we do the flashback that the Grinch is eight as a kid. Yeah, but let's assume they're the same age. Yeah, sure. Yeah, around like, like eight to ten, whatever, but still like a, yeah, a little you know, girl. Like, this is one of the things that I know you hate. It's like the, the children that act much, much older than they actually are. That can be, a, that is a problem a lot. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like she sings the songs like, where are you Christmas? Why can't I find you? I don't feel what it, you know, what it is or whatever. She writes a note to Santa. I don't know what to ask for, for Christmas. And I'm just like, really? Your child. I, I know I, I, I have expected her to, to, you know, get up on a soapbox and do this soliloquy about commercialism and how her town's been overrun by, you know, greed and yeah. avarice and, and, you know, and, and all this stuff. And it's like, you know, yeah, like I expected her to just go off on, on, on everything in, in a more like pontificate even more because she's, yeah, she's having like at eight years old. Come on. Were, were you? No. I didn't. No, I, eight was the heyday for Christmas. She still believes in Santa. Yeah, but she doesn't believe in the magic of Christmas. That doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Exactly. Santa is at the fucking center of the magic of Christmas. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, and she has a letter to the head of Christmas, expressing her 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 theological you know, questionings and, and like, this is, this is the stuff like a, someone twice her age might, that's yeah. when you, that's when you start having your crisis of faith. You start to question the things that your parents told you and start to form your own belief system. Not at eight. You're still wondering, yeah. you're just wondering if, if, if the reindeer are going to get any of the cookies that you leave out, or should we leave out some carrots? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's, that's the biggest, you know, crisis of faith it's like oh should we leave out milk and cookies or do we leave out stuff for the reindeer too i don't know oh my god like that's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's the biggest but who worry cares i'm getting presents you fucking know what I mean? right yeah yeah fucking right but whatever this movie has to have the cute little girl be the protagonist fine um but, it, but, okay. but this, that's the thing though is that this whole yeah and that's what's weird about whoville it's basically a town of children because everyone believes in santa right up yeah. to the parents which begs the well, question. Santa then, is she, real in this thing. Yeah, yeah, he's he somehow has pim particles. Yeah, comes down from the North Pole, shrinks into a snowflake, and then comes back yeah. to the rest of us. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who's the who Santa? Oh, oh, do they? Oh, they have their own. Okay. I don't know. Maybe. Good lord! Oh, this multiverse question has got me bugging out now. <laughs> like, wait, now does he come from a well, different snowflake, or does he just live at the top of this one? Like, I just, I don't know. <laughs> Does he does he come from a different dimension or does he like? <laughs> um, let's get to the backstory for the Grinch here because she oh, goes to see the okay. biddies. Yes, right, yeah. So the biddies, the the biddies talk about the, how there was an adult party going on. Thank it's you. It's a fucking key party. Thank There's you. It's a it, goddamn nineteen sixties, <laughs> you know, er, early to mid seventies fucking key party happening in the fucking kids. Ron Howard, man, how dare you? How dare you, Ron Howard? And this is the thing, I, and I keep reading. And whenever I was, I was looking up the researching this movie. I kept reading that 
a lot of the improvisations that Jim Carrey was doing in during filming, the studio would not let be in the movie because it was too adult and this is a kid's movie. Yes. And and you can see that he rocks he rocks right up to that line with the stuff they got to keep. Yes. He walks to the line. But there's a swingers party going on. There's a fucking key party going. Good lord. Yeah, swingers party is a better way to describe it for those who, Which, who don't know what a key party is. But to be fair, it does make sense that the Who's would be in that culture since there's no consequences because kids come from what they call pumbercellas, which, and maybe this is me, I've always hated who, uh, Seuss language. Yeah, okay. You know what I mean? As a kid, like, it was awkward. Like you're just, you're just, you're just making up words so that you can rhyme. Stop it. <laughs> but anyway, even as a kid, were you? Oh uh, uh, yeah, I never liked them. No, never uh, liked it. Very logical mind. Yeah, sorry, maybe. I... But they come down in Pumbercellas, so it's basically the stork mm-hmm. rule. So obviously, they don't give birth, right? Or, or. I I would I would posit that these old biddies know their audience and are and are not going to give the birds and the bees talk to this young girl because it's not their young girl. Okay, but we see a flashback of it, and that's the thing too because whenever somebody tells a young child a story, like a, a, the story of a flashback in a movie, but we see the adult nature of the flashback. Yeah, I'm always like, does the child get that version too? You know what I mean? Yeah. But anyway. Well, it, and it, it, it begs the question too. Well, maybe it doesn't beg the question, but it did for me. Since they have these key parties and the Grinch seems to be somewhat of an anomaly in their community. Okay. You see where I might be going with this? Yeah. Yeah. Did did maybe the wrong set of keys get picked up by someone who's just a little too close family wise to someone else with it? <laughs> <laughs> so you're now claiming that the Grinch is the result of inbreeding? I'm not saying that. I'm questioning that. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's 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 an anomaly. We don't know why he looks different than everybody else. Right. Well, they said that the uh, the a wrong uh, a southern wind happened. So there's a south snowflake now? I guess. He's from? <laughs> Maybe he's from the other side of the snowflake? I guess. The wrong side of the snowflake, apparently. The wrong snow side of the snowflake. And, and uh, this is uh, where we so, get it. So now we have a... Like, oh, no, no, I'm not even going to say it. Sorry. Go ahead. Don't do it. A, a you people type situation. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're from over there. Hey, Grinch lives matter, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Well, and, and yeah, so, uh, and that's where we get to the whole crux of the problem here is that the who's are insanely racist. They are. And it starts young. Yes. Like the teacher, the teacher at the head of the class does nothing. Nothing. Sorry. I didn't mean to step on your point there, but we were heading for the same. Go for it. Yep. Okay. Two. Yeah. Two things. One. Well, I'll let you address that one. I want to address the hot for teacher moment. The hot re- for teacher moment. Yeah, I rewound this. Okay. 
So we have the scene. So we go. We, we're in the class. The the Grinch is getting picked on because he looks different. Uh, we have Jeffrey Tambor's character, the mayor, as a kid. We have Christine Baranski as a kid. So all three of them are the same age. We know those characters are all the same age, right? Because they're all in the same class, right? Right. So um, they so they he, they were his peer. So they start picking on him. You know, you have fur on your face. You have a beard, which he doesn't. He's got which he's doesn't. got some. He's got some sweet, you know, Wolverine mutton chops going on. Yeah. That's awesome. Like that's that's fucking badass. Especially in the year two thousand when the X Men just came out, and which the mayor has when he's older. Yeah, he does the same thing, and no no beard, no mustache. But anyway, so they uh, uh, he get they they do they're doing a gift exchange, bring a gift for somebody, which is a bad bad practice as a teacher. It's like that. Yes. Remember remember back in the day, the Valentine's Day card, and you would put your yeah. your your bag well, see, in my school you brought one for everyone it eventually got to that yeah. i was I, I was in school ahead of you and had the nigh empty right paper bag because okay. people were just bringing them in for whoever they wanted so right okay yeah yeah i might have been one of the reasons why that <laughs> they're like <laughs> my teacher's like oh shit we gotta change stuff look now look what we did you know what I mean? yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> but uh the uh so, so when he's making, and first of all, this kid is a talented um, uh, en- engineer, craftsman, welding, uh, forging. Uh, he's 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 smelting <laughs> yeah. at eight years old. <laughs> this kid is a fucking talent with his hands. You know what I mean? And he makes this angel. And as he's making it, you, you may have to. I had to rewind it because I, I I caught something. The teacher in her in like a sexy kind of voice is like you have to make sure to bring something for for christmas or whatever what i forget what she says but in the scene she reaches up and she actually starts to pull her shirt open okay it's in now the, i'm watching this so she, yeah it's she's so so we have the grinch and he's it's it we can tell it's in his head and there's just a little circle look at the yeah. bottom of the circle that the teacher's face is in and you'll see she reaches up as if to as if this kid is like hot for teacher at eight fucking years old, having sexy fantasies about his teacher. She does start to pull it down. Yep. 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 I rewound it to make sure what I saw. It cuts away real quick from it, but she it does, does it, again, she, her, yeah. but her hands are at the, the V and, and making a downward, like either unbuttoning or pulling like this is, this is some, you know, what the fuck? Right? Because the whole story is that they're is that he's doing it for Martha Mayhew, or Martha Huvier, or whatever that Martha yeah. Mayhuvier. Yeah, that's that's so bizarre. That's so bizarre. Okay, I never see, noticed that. I didn't. You know, I never noticed it the first time either. I just happened to be looking at this at, at the teacher because that's who we're supposed to focus on, and I saw the hands go up, and I'm like, whoa, hold on a second, what did I just see? In again, in this. And I will say that another creepy thing is that uh, when he goes on his berserk, when he's a kid, he's eight years old, and he's going on his little evil rampage, I hate Christmas, and he picks up the tree and blah, 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 and they're like, oh, the horror, oh, the destruction. And then it cuts to an adult, Christine Baranski, and she goes, the muscles. Oh, yeah. She's getting all turned on by eight-year-old muscles. She was turned on at eight years old. She's turned on oh, at kid. eight. 
At eight years old, she's turned on by her classmate, who is turned on by the teacher, who is apparently gonna, you know, well, I mean, in his in his in his eight year old mind, he's undressing her. Yeah. No, not at eight. I, I'm sorry. I mean, you know what? Maybe these days, it's I know kids are. Gross. They say kids are starting younger and younger, but not eight years old. No, not two thousand. No. 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 Ew. That's not. That's that's just crazy. Uh, especially, you know, boys develop later than girls and all this. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Even, even in, uh, I imagine whatever species he is, cause he's not a who they make damn sure to. And why doesn't he get a name? His name, he... his name, his name card on his desk is Grinch. Yeah. No one thought to give him a name. Yeah. Doesn't you, he get a who name? You accept him into your who community. Or your humidity? Maybe humidity. 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 But you don't give him a who name? Yeah, those ladies that adopted him. Now, um, by the way, were they a couple? Were we seeing? Hey, man, swingers you know party. What? None of my business. None of my business. Swingers party. Who they knows? were at? They were at the key party. But yep. Yeah. Um, but still, anyway, so the two ladies take him in, with, and yeah, but they don't, like, shouldn't have been, like, I don't know, Roger who, and then once he he declares his hate like, and moves into the mountains, then becomes yeah. the Grinch? You would think, like, this should be Grinch Begins, directed by Christopher Nolan, like... Yeah, like, maybe he's Matt Grinch who, Grinchy who, or something, you know what I mean? <laughs> you have Liam Neeson training him, that, that key party wasn't your fault, you know, like... <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, okay... Um, so that's the big one I had was the teacher the undressing of the teacher by an eight year old and yeah. how sexualized Christine Baranski is. Yeah. I mean, there's it's almost, the, it's almost pornographic it, at that oh, point. There's a scene later on where the Grinch fucking just flies right into her cleavage, right <laughs> into the boobs, betwixt her boobs. Yep. For kids. Again, I guess that one's for the dads because the, you know. Um, anyway, um, so the whole thing is that Cindy Lou who they, so they have, I guess every year they pick a holiday cheermeister, mm-hmm. which they say in one breath from the book of who is the one that exemplifies Christmas spirit the most. And also from the book of who says, uh, is given to the one who needs it the most. That should be Cindy Lou. It's, it's, it's the Bible. <laughs> it contradicts itself. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, it, 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 yeah. My it, atheism alarm is going off. Like, I hate this book of who. My, my, well, uh, on the, uh, I have the theological training here. So I see it as Cindy Lou is the, the quote unquote chosen one in this case, because as a, and as an innocent and someone who still believes in Santa, she would still exemplify the, the better qualities of, of the season yet sure. she's having a crisis of faith. So she needs it the most. Yeah. She should be the cheermeister instead. But apparently she passes on that title, but apparently you have to be nominated for holiday cheermeister. And apparently they only take one nomination and that nomination automatically wins. Yeah. So <laughs> the only person that's nominated is the Grinch. Yeah. He runs unopposed. <laughs> he runs unopposed and he does eventually come down and then he goes through the whole thing about how 
Uh, he lands in the breast face first, and then he gets his holiday sweater on, and he's... I don't know how you could be a contest of a, a, a food contest judge when you're not being able to eat anything before they shove more food in your mouth. But whatever. this is almost torture. This is almost a torture. Yeah. So eventually he, um, the mayor gives him uh, the first present and it's a shaver, which causes him to flash back and sends him on a violent rage. And he goes basically crazy destroying the tree and blah 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 creating <laughs> havoc I, I like how he destroyed the tree because apparently whoville does have a town drunk <laughs> yes, they who, do. Who, ca- who carries the little alcohol bottle with the x's on it it's, and it's po- it's potent enough stuff that he can create a flamethrower by spitting it out <laughs> it's it's who hooch who hooch it's yeah what i wouldn't that just be hooch but with like a w <laughs> yeah <laughs> And th- um, and that's some hard ass like grain alcohol shit because he fucking just like he uses as a I can't do that with beer let's put it that way if I spit yeah. beer into a flame it's gonna put out the flame yeah this is some gasoline level shit <laughs> but he eventually so so once the Grinch leaves they're like okay well he can't be holiday cheermeister I guess I'll do it I'm like you weren't <laughs> even nominated <laughs> you just usurped holiday cheermeister. No this one else is, in the town. Well, and that's no one like, else in the town. Like you said, it's a theocracy run by a dictator. So he's just, yeah. and I, I think we see how he got into power. I think he just st- stood up and said, I'm doing this. Yeah, I think so too. Like my name is Mayhu, So that's very close to mayor. So I'm going to become the fucking mayor. Yeah, absolutely. That, that goes back to your point right off the top. I think this, this is the dictator running wild with power. He creates another position of power and then usurps it just to give himself more. Yeah. Reminds yeah. you of somebody lately. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is the greatest Whoville I've ever, I've ever seen. We're going to build a wall, a wall of presence. Wall of presence around so the Grinch. The Grinch are rapists. They're bad, they're bad hombres. We're, we're going to build a wall and all the green furry people are going to pay for it. <laughs> so no more. Who's going to pay for it? The Grinch. <laughs> Who? <laughs> <laughs> so no more of those blump bellas or whatever they call will come over our borders. Pumpercellas, yeah. Pumpercellas. No more pumpercellas just coming over willy nilly. You're going to, you know, no more Grinches in our, in our, in our town, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. And also he's a fucking asshole because then not only is he blaming the little girl. Oh, I know. But also, like you said earlier, nose shames her. Yeah. You haven't even grown into your nose. She's fucking eight. <laughs> you like, didn't have like, it at eight. But he like stops and slows down his talk. He's like, she hasn't even grown into her nose yet. So essentially body shame. And there's a lot of body shaming going on. There's a lot of body shaming in this movie. You're too hairy. You're green. You don't, you haven't grown into your nose yet. Like it's, yeah. Um, um, I, I got, so, sorry, something else on Cindy Lou here. I, I, I was pontificating after I got over the, the whole hot for teacher thing. Mm-hmm. Um, cause that blew me away. Um, if you Did notice, you over it? go ahead. You know what? Maybe not. Anyway, <laughs> tis the season for giving. I'll give you that. Maybe sure. I did. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, Cindy Lou's motivation for nominating the Grinch. She says, 
Uh, sorry, I didn't quote it. I should have, but yeah, she's having Christmas doubts and thinks that if the Grinch can get into the Christmas spirit, her faith will be renewed. That's kind of how I yes. summarized what sure. she was thinking, right? Right. So doesn't that seem to be that she's doing, she's not, sorry, she doesn't seem to be doing this out of some altruistic desire to help the Grinch. It's more self-serving than that. It is. She's actually out just to help quantify or qualify her own or renew her own faith through this character. It could have been anybody. Yeah. But she picked him. It could have been her dad, you know, the busy postman who's overworked at this time of year. Same thing. I don't think she wanted to be renewed in Christmas. I think that, I mean, who's to say, like, maybe she knew that the Grinch would do this and then she can go there. I don't believe in Christmas either. I'm a Grinch too. Yeah. Oh, maybe she's cool. starting her, or maybe she's starting her bratty teenage years early. No, maybe, maybe. Yeah. She's tweening out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, just doubting anything, a counterculture, you know? Yeah. Oh, may, oh maybe, maybe, but that's, but yeah, I, th- I, when I heard that, I was like, wow, that's kind of self-serving. Like it, it's not, it's, it, it's not altruism. It's, it's just self, uh, yeah, it's uh, just self-fulfilling. It's self-fulfilling. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, anyway, uh, there was one genuine laugh for me in this. Okay. Yeah. And that's, uh, so when the Grinch, I think he, uh, and, and now I, I put my note in, I think in the wrong spot, but I think it's when he's preparing to go to the town before his meltdown. Right. And he, he, he grabs the tablecloth that he has and pulls yes. it out. And then he goes back and <laughs> like, <laughs> and then throws everything off the table. I thought I actually laughed at that because it's actually hard to do the other, the other way. And he's like, no, I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> <You know>, like, <laughs> I, I don't know why, but that, that actually made me laugh. So we'll, we'll, we'll come back to that. Yep. Uh, the, the one, the one I liked, I liked the whole arguing with himself and whether or not he's going to go. It's like, I'm going, I'm not, I'm going, I'm not, no, I'm going, but I'm going to be fashionably late, blah, 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 this and blah, 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 that. Right. Um, and I also liked the, when he's sitting down and looking at his, uh, to do his, um, his schedule calendar. Oh yes. And he's like, uh, you know, staring into the darkness of, uh, of the void, um, Eating alone with myself, I cannot push that one again or cancel <laughs> again. And <I'm>, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, that's, and that's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, the, like the whole. Like, I don't have any other notes until after, um, after the whole uh, after he steals Christmas because at that point, it's Jim Carrey stealing Christmas, and it's a pretty much a lot of it is. A, a live action version from the cartoon that I grew up with. Yeah, yeah. This is this is straight out of the book, and what and doing what the 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 cartoon ac- uh, accomplished was to bring that to full, you know, animation, right? To yeah. full on, like what happened in between the pages. Yeah, was just more of the same. It wasn't a whole subplot with a fucking key party and yeah, all that kind of stuff. It was. It's you know. How showing him slink around under the carpet and stealing this. I actually, my, my, one of my, well, first of all, I got, why are there tiny who toy car size grownups in Whoville? Who are those micro people? Where he gets when he's leaving, when he's cutting uh, out of town after his rampage and he jumps in the tiny car, he, he t- tells people to get out of the tiny car and he takes it for a ride. I know it's a funny image of him in a tiny car, but. 
what the hell happened to those tiny people? Why are yeah. there who? Why are there like adult Whoville Patriots of the size of a shoe? The fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and why are they getting stepped on constantly? Stop having these goddamn key parties. Maybe this. <laughs> 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 You're a small town. You can't really, you know. <laughs> you've got to keep it straight. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm seeing mutation all over the place. That's all it is. <laughs> They're mutants, Charles. You know, and like. <laughs> yeah. Um. But uh. Oh, and yeah. I just have another point about how, how how talented he is as a mechanic and a welder. In less than four hours, he builds a fully functional rocket sled from from <laughs> yes. nothing. That's yes. fucking awesome. Like MacGyver can suck it because the, the Grinch. <laughs> yeah. I watch him, the the new MacGyver show, and it takes him an hour to make like a battery out of a, a lemon. But you know what I mean? Like it's <laughs> this guy yeah. can build a rocket sled in that time, <laughs> and it works. <laughs> and you know what? I love the one where he's like, uh, "I asked for a four eighths wrench, not a three quarters." Fuck, keep it focused. Yeah, <laughs> and like, the, the dog goes. And I'm sorry. I just I love the whole scene. I love the whole scene of him building everything. I love yeah. him egging for the camera. I love him going down. You know, he's like uh, Anthony Hopkins comes and he slunk to the refrigerator and he goes. He comes up to it and he goes slunk. Yeah. <laughs> you know <what> I mean, <laughs> like, yeah. This is the good stuff right here. It's like, it's the heist. It's the the Lord. heist is all the best stuff for me. I agree. I agree. Um, and yeah, my last note is, and everything is back to status quo, but that's, that's pretty much the story though. But not so far. Cause I've, I've got a few things. Um, one line that bothered me, hunk of burning who. Oh after, yeah. After the father makes the big speech. And this is my problem with this, with this sort of adaptation. The Grinch in the original and in the book steals, steals Christmas by taking all the presents and all their food and all their decorations. Yeah. The next morning, all the who's come out to the center of town to celebrate Christmas by singing around the tree. Yeah. It's, and by doing that, they're not, they're not sad that they lost all their presents. They're not depressed and they're not like, Oh my God, I can't believe the Grinch stole our shit. They just come out and celebrate Christmas as if it's a tradition. Which is then what makes the Grinch understand what Christmas really is. Because yes, they did go crazy and they did buy all the presents and stuff. But it's not about the presents. That's just a bonus. You, the Who's start Christmas morning by singing around the tree. Yeah, they're unfazed. They're by unfazed what he did. by it. Exactly. In the movie, they're completely phased by it. Oh yeah. Upset. They're mm -hmm. upset. They're crying. What happened to us? Oh my God, this and that, blah, blah, blah. And then it takes one person to go, you know what? I'm glad he stole our presents because now he taught us the real meaning of Christmas. I'm like that. And then, but by doing that, the Grinch doesn't learn anything because all he does is bring back their presents. That, yeah, so, yeah, he, he gets turned by the town singing, but the town has to be turned by the dad, who was turned by the girl, who was having the crisis of faith to begin with. Yes. So what turned her? Was it the actions of the Grinch? Was it all the presents being gone? 
where she could then focus on the true no, meaning she, of Christmas. No, she turns him when her dad makes the speech. So all she wanted was someone to recognize that Christmas it's, isn't all about presents. Yeah. And her dad does finally get there. And her dad finally gets there, and basically her dad turns the whole town around. Yeah. Stand, well, he stands up to the mayor, which turns the town. Yeah, which which turns and, the town. E- and easily or uh, you know, led town. I mean. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm surprised he didn't just get become like become mayor right then and there. But then in a somehow scientific leap of logic, Cindy Lou makes it to the top of the mountain. She says she was going up there to see, to see she him. went she she went through the dump it pipe, which we saw earlier. Had a great time. Dumps dumps the trash below the cave. Yeah. Because he, because early in the movie, the Grinch picks up the thing and then goes up to the cave. Yeah. He was at the cave when he caught the spirit of Christmas. Right. Yeah. The sleigh was up at the top of the mountain. The very, very sleigh was even higher. Mm -hmm. And somehow she, while going to visit him, she went up the mountain specifically to see him, climbs the mountain climbs past the cave yeah, and goes directly to the presence to quote unquote, look for the Grinch. Yeah. She doesn't stop in at the cave. No, I'm guessing seeing the sled assumed that that had something to do with him and thought he was up there. That's all I can say. Okay. Fair that's, enough. All, that's my only guess is that that sled wasn't there because the, the first time she just trespasses. Yeah. Fair she, enough. Like, like practically B and E, she just goes through the doggy door. Yeah, she knocks okay. once and enters, right? So, yeah. like, she's the cops. Boom, boom, police, and I'm in. You know, like follow up question: Why didn't the parents not realize she was gone? Oh, well, they're just bad parents. This <laughs> she. <laughs> come on, this is this is a whole town where not even the teacher will stop racism. So, I mean, that's you know, true. That's you know, true. So, this is a town. Th- she disappears a couple of times. Like the first time she went up to see him, and he dumped her back down the pipe. And she ends up in a snowbank, and then there's dad that finds her. Oh, hey, you can make snow angels later. Like, like yeah. I had no, I didn't even know she was. She had gone up the mountain. Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. I mean, the very older kids, the the teenagers, which two of them are his. Yep. Go up the mountain with their girlfriends to not make out point, I guess. But yeah. Anyway, so. You think and they talk about him as as if he's legend. It's like, no, you can just get up there and there's a door. Yeah. That says the Grinch on it. Yeah. He's got a <laughs> a buzz off welcome mat. And like, you know uh, where he is because there we see the newspaper early in the movie where it says Grinch spotted in Whoville and it's a picture of the Grinch and then it has a picture of his cave with an arrow pointing to the cave and at the end of the arrow it says cave. Yeah. Which is Obviously, a cave in the side of the mountain. So the the Whoville version of Peter Parker scaled the mountain to take a picture of his front door. <laughs> yes, pretty and much. Then, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, my last. No, note no is... you're right. You're right. It's in in the original. It's it's the the town is united under what Christmas really. There was never any doubt mm-hmm. when you read that story that the town knew what Christmas was really about, and yeah. the Grinch just proves their point yeah that it's not about baubles it's not about trinkets it's not about you know 
bagels and boggles and blankets or whatever. I don't know. I, I, I'm not as good a writer as him. Anyway, sure. <laughs> but it's you know it, like it's it, yeah, and and you're you're right. The town is unfazed in the original. This time there's conflict. They just keep conflict, conflict, conflict. Even in the at, at the pinnacle of the story, when the town should be the most united, they're not. Yeah. They're exactly. just they're just swayed. It just completely negates the entire point of the book. Well, this is what we you missed it. You we, missed it completely. Yeah, this is where we needed more of the townsfolk to chime in and back up the postman. Yeah, and, you know the flat-footed cop, uh, Christine Brand. What you needed, Molly Shannon. Uh, yeah. What you needed to have is the the mayor come out and be the first one to speak and be like, oh, blah, blah, blah. This is what happens in the Grinch destroys Christmas and blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, all of the other who's are like, what are you talking about? Christmas is this. Christmas is that. And then another person, Christmas is this. And it's Christmas family. Is, it's it's yeah. family singing. Yeah. It's blah, blah, blah. So that the mayor then has the turnaround. And then that causes the Grinch to have his uh, realization. Yeah, the town converts the mayor... And, At the same time, they the turn the Grinch. Yeah, so they that, basically they turn the mayor into into the villain of the movie. Yeah, completely. but then, yeah. but then, but at that point, then you have the duality of the mayor and the Grinch. Who then, when the Grinch comes back down, it makes sense that they become friends. They yeah, they unite under the spirit of Christmas. But instead, the Grinch comes down. Christine Baranski says, "I don't want to marry you, Mayor. I'm going to be with the Grinch." And the Grinch, and I don't know if you were weirded out by this, but he does a I'm getting laid dance in front of the entire town. Well, if I got a chance to sleep with Christine Bransky, I'd do one too. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> stick it in her. Like, that's what he should have said at the end of this yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But that's the end of the movie. I do have some notes on here. So I got a few notes on here. These are really interesting. Jim Carrey on the Graham Norton show said he felt so confined and uncomfortable in the latex skin that he sought counseling from CIA agents who taught him torture resistance techniques. Holy shit. Yeah. Cause I, I tell you one thing, uh, one thing I noted too, is that he does such a great job of like talking at this out of the corner of his mouth. Yeah. So he's always sneering when he talks. Yes. In the suit, which was fan friggin' tastic for. for And all the facial expressions were his. I mean, yeah, yeah. You and I probably realize that because we grew up with Jim Carrey, but. They used to call him Rubber Face. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And he actually based the voice on Sean Connery. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, she kind of talks like this, kind of. Yeah. So he can kind of sneer at the side of his mouth and talk about Sean Connery. Yeah. Yeah. On uh, the final scene, Cindy Lou Who passes Max the dog a plate of green eggs and ham. I don't know if you noticed that. I did not notice that, but I, I love the reference. Uh, the Whoville set was built mostly on the back lot of Universal Studios behind the Bates Motel. <laughs> During a break in filming, Jim Carrey surprised and scared tourists on the real Universal back lot tour by running out of the hotel wearing a dress and brandishing a knife. <laughs> Nobody recognized him, and the tour guide at Universal Studios will still tell you that story when you pass by the hotel on the tour to this day. Oh, I don't doubt that. Um, no movie other than this has featured so many characters in heavy makeup and costumes since The Wizard of Oz in 1939. Hence the reason for all the makeup artists you mentioned earlier. Yeah, you know what? That's right. And I can think, yeah, I mean, there's some that have 
like prosthetic heavy. And yes, I'm going to bring up Star Wars, but there wasn't as many. Wasn't as many, yeah. Like the cantina scene was a smaller collection. But yeah, no, no, you're right. Yeah, because so, and that's what we were talking about. That's that's what made my point about Christine Baranski. Yeah, was that er, it I should mean, stick I, out? I can't believe I didn't notice it. I'm I'm looking. At, I'm I'm trying to look like two or three rows deep in the crowd scenes, and they've all got the thing on. Yeah, and she does it. That's what made her stick out because everyone around her has it. It wasn't like some did and some didn't. Yep, she's the only one. Yeah. Um, so this is the scene you referenced earlier when the Grinch pulls the sheet off the table, all the silverware was scripted to fall off with the sheet. (laughs) Jim Carrey pulled the sheet off so well that when nothing came off, he went back and ruined the table. That was was an improv shot. I, that was better. Uh, I think that's better than it all coming off naturally because that's whatever happens. Pretty much everybody. Pretty much. Try it. Right. So the fact that it worked properly and then he went back, that that's what made it funny for me. So, yep. Yeah, that's almost uh, that's cast. Funny. Almost cast for the Grinch, Eddie Murphy. Hmm. Yeah, I'd like to see that one. That makes sense, Tim Curry. Oh yes. Oh, Alan Rickman. No, Jack Nicholson. Oh my God! In two thousand, and one that would have made a completely, totally different tone of the movie, Tom Hanks. Actually, that doesn't surprise me. Not at that time, no. He was on his Oscar run at that point. Although I would have seen him more as as maybe Cindy Lou's dad. He's he's friggin' America's dad. Yeah, true. Yeah, you know, well, yeah, but he wasn't back then. He was still doing Castaway at that point. So Castaway was two thousand. I can't see him as the Grinch. I, just no, I can't. can't see him as the Grinch either. But even back then, like especially like coming from like innocent faced, big. And all, even that, you yeah. know what I mean? Even those where he's like, well, he's done Philadelphia done. Yeah. But he doesn't play villains. He's, he's always the baby no. face. Right. So. Well, the Grinch ends up being the hero anyway. So no, I know, but there's no way he could have got, well, I, I, you know what? I mean, t- Tom Hanks is talented as hell, but there's just something Jim Carrey brings that. I don't know yeah. anyone outside of Robin Williams could have brought. Oh, Robin Williams would have been a little, yeah. Hmm. Well, he, it would have been about the, you know, s- similar, I think. Yeah. Okay, well, as always on this show, we try to find the real story behind the story. Mark, what do you got? I got two of them. Okay. Uh, or is it one man's struggle against a whole town that is so toxic that he, he had to become a homeless recluse at eight years old and fight self-loathing and depression? You mentioned the scene when he's checking his schedule, staring yep. into the abyss and all that stuff. And this was the better option to staying in Whoville, <laughs> might I add. At eight years old, he makes the right call. And leaves yeah. town. They run him out on a rail, practically. That's one of them. Uh, or is it a peek into the dark underbelly of what goes on in snowflakes? No, I'm not talking about millennials. <laughs> I'm talking about actual snowflakes. Lust, jealousy, cruelty, racism, and a holiday-dependent economy. Wait a second, am I talking about Whoville anymore? <laughs> I don't know, wink, wink. Wink, wink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, I just have the one, I have it, or is it, it's only okay to be racist to someone as long as they don't celebrate the same December holiday that you do. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) No, 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 (laughs) no. That's what I think this movie piles. Oh, my God. Oh. I was trying to get there, but you got there. (laughs) (laughs) I don't give a shit anymore. Fuck 2020. 
I stopped short when you got there. Oh, yeah. So that's going to about do it for How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. I hope everyone is getting through this pandemic. It's almost over. There's light at the end of the tunnel, folks, but we're not there yet. Please be safe. Wear your masks and get the vaccine when it comes out. Don't listen to the people, the crazy people otherwise. Um, Absolutely. Happy holidays, everyone. Be safe. Do what you can to, to either see your family, Skype, Zoom, FaceTime. There's a plethora of ways. Stay in touch uh, because there will come a day when you can go and hug them all. Yeah. It's yeah. coming, folks. It's, it's coming. We're going we're gonna to get back there. Uh, I know I've got that. I'm staring out of the barrel of that. I'll be in a small like I'm a single uh, single so I can attach myself to one household legally but it's not yeah. my larger it's not my larger family there won't be a large gathering around the christmas tree like in Whoville so yeah um but that being said uh if you want to drop us a line if you got some time over the holidays and you want to drop us a line where can they reach us gmail.com. reach at us at can movie crew on facebook find us on facebook uh, until next time i'm derek i mean mark Join us next time. We'll take a look at the Christmas classic about a man who learns what his life would be like if he didn't become a chef. Every time a bell rings, a fat guy gets chicken wings. In, it's a wonderful knife. <laughs> <laughs>